We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres. This is episode number two for you on this Monday morning following uh, the end of the regular season. Why do we have two episodes? Well, it's because there's a whole lot going on. Um, And today we are going to be talking about Kenny Dillingham's departure to Arizona State from the University of Oregon and how that could impact the Ducks on the recruiting trail. And joining me to break that down is Sports Illustrated Director of Recruiting, John Garcia. How are we doing, John? I'm doing well, Max. It's uh, going to be a crazy week. I think we can all... Um, expect that uh, just based on uh, the wild weekend. And uh, now all these seasons intersect, right? You've got coaching carousel season, portal season upcoming. And of course, silly season in recruiting is is always going down. Uh, so it's uh, quite the time to be talking recruiting. So happy to be here. Yeah, always glad to have you on and, uh, you know, get some of your wisdom. Uh, you know, you're one of the best in the biz and you've been doing this for a minute. So Thought it was a good time to link up again. I like the the silly season whiteboard behind you. It's a it's a good touch. Um, but yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about you know uh, how this could impact the Ducks on the recruiting trail with uh, you know less than a month until the early signing period, which as we all know is when a majority of these uh, you know top tier recruits want to put pen to paper. Um, so I think you know I'll, I'll cut right to the chase. You know when this news of Kenny Dillingham's departure to Arizona State broke. Every Oregon fan went immediately to the quarterback of the future for them, and that's 2023 quarterback Dante Moore, SIL American, Elite 11 MVP, and the number one recruit in the 2023 class. Uh, What are some of your thoughts here on how this can maybe shake up or impact Dante's recruitment? There's no question that this impacts it, right? I mean, Dante himself has cited Kenny Dillingham as one of the primary reasons why he wanted to kind of go against the grain and and be a duck in the first place. Uh, Kenny's uh, the same reasons why Arizona State wanted to hire him and and make him their guy. That translates into recruiting. And I think his ties as a young offensive recruiter are are maybe his biggest strengths uh, in addition to his innovative play calling and experience. And that's something that paired really well with with Dante. He wanted something new and fresh. Uh, and he got one of the youngest, most dynamic play callers in the country on his side early on. Dillingham really pressed for Dante, and they built a heck of a relationship to the point where, as every Oregon fan has seen by now, um, Dante's rooting for him. You know, tell him to go be great on social. And I don't expect him to comment much more on that front, 
Um, I do have a couple messages into Dante, like I'm sure the rest of the world uh, collectively does. So I think it's about reassessment. It's about catching up with Dan Lanning for him um, and looking at what the future could look like. Dante is the type of calculated kid where he's going to give the Ducks all benefit of the doubt in this process going forward. He will wait before any action is made until a succession plan has has been put in place, right? Who's going to be the new OC? Who's going to be the play caller? Uh, does, does, what does the quarterback room and dynamic look like relative to the, whoever the new uh, assembled coaching staff uh, is under Dan Landing? I think you will get all that opportunity if you're an Oregon Ducks fan, which means – don't expect anything crazy right now. Don't expect any rash decisions, knee-jerk reactions, or, or you know, even a decommitment, anything like that. I'd be surprised today if something like that were to happen. Again, I think the ball is still very much in Oregon's court with Dante, and he will allow them to make their adjustments um, and, and shift over whatever responsibilities need to be updated and go from there. Uh, there's still enough time. It doesn't seem like it, but there's still enough time between now and National Signing Day for Dante to either update his rapport if someone's going to get promoted elsewhere on that Oregon staff or start to build something with whoever you know that new play caller may be heading into 2023. So I do still think, again, the ball is in the Ducks' court, and Dante's the type of kid extremely calculated. He was so frustrated by the time he made that verbal commitment, right, that he was worn out by the recruiting process. So between the calculations uh, and just how long he's been going through it, you don't imagining you don't imagine him opening it back up and and allowing the craziness, the silly season, to impact that much of of his end of the year uh, as possible. So again, I think all the Oregon moves will be made before any Dante Moore decisions are going to be made on his end. And I can't help but think for for Oregon fans, John, that this is kind of like a, oh, no, here we go again type of a deal. Not specifically with Dante, but with that quarterback room. Because Bo Nix finishes the regular season banged up. I'm of the opinion that he'll probably try to go to the NFL. Don't really understand why he would, if he does go to the NFL, why he would want to play in a bowl game. But that huge cloud of uncertainty is something that Oregon has to deal with right now. Ty Thompson has played kind of sparingly at Oregon and, and hasn't looked great. Uh, Jay Butterfield's also in that room. So if Bo Nix leaves, you know, you're kind of in that position now. Okay, we have another quarterback room that doesn't have a whole lot of experience. Um, but if you if you have that quarterback room with Dante Moore, you're obviously feeling a lot more confident about your long-term future. Uh, so I thought that that was kind of an interesting aspect that Oregon now has to deal with. Um, and when you think about recruiting impact here, obviously, you know, the class headliner is going to be of the utmost importance. 100%. Look, there's a reason he's the number one player in the country for us. And the breaking news, like, we're not going to budge on that. You know, we've, we've had a lot of um, updated evaluations in the class, but Dante has done everything to to hold that post. His, his resume as a quarterback is about as good as it gets, right? Just won his second straight state championship over the weekend, won it last year, um, went as a sophomore. So this is a kid with all the experience and championship-level pedigree that you could basically have in high school, Elite 11 MVP for us, almost a runaway selection in that regard because we just evaluated the camp, not everything before the camp and all of those things as other folks tended to do. So there, there's a reason why he's the number one player and folks are going to come after him. I mean, that is something that in this era of college football and talent acquisition, you've got to look at your board and reassess, right? Michigan State kind of got the Dante Moore ball conversation rolling weeks ago, right? It dropped 
Bo Edmondson, the longtime quarterback commitment, basically in an attempt to clear a spot and go all in for Dante Moore because when he moved on from Michigan State before making his verbal commitment, it was basically because they had a quarterback on board pretty darn early in this 2023 cycle. So you know Michigan State and Sparty are, are going to come full force, and you know others are going to at least talk about it amongst themselves, right? Michigan has a dual-threat athlete, versatile prospect committed at the position. Do they take a closer look? Um, Ohio State was a school that Dante grew up following. Uh, Braxton Miller's his favorite player ever. Do, do they, after losing their quarterback last week, take a closer look? Is there time? for all of those things you just you expect it right it's going to be a fight no matter what i think that's clear but again i don't think from a timeline perspective anything's going to happen right now i think it's totally a reset in that regard dante was really focused on his season didn't take a bunch of in-season visits to oregon or elsewhere he was really focused on defending that state title because they were an older team detroit king was when he was a junior younger team this year so he felt more pressure more oomph to be that leader on on top of it um very smart kid by the way national honor society on top of all of these things we're talking about here so again how calculated he is he was really focused on that state title so he he's accomplished that after the holiday weekend so now he can go into december and start to look at everything for what it is so again the ball will start in oregon's court but michigan michigan state ohio state potentially others uh, are, are going to at least inquire and Dante knows it's coming again, very smart kid, very aware of the world of recruiting before he committed to Oregon. We were talking to him about, Hey, uh, Miami just got to commit. Texas A&M was looking at this kid. Notre Dame got a kid in 2024. And how does all that stuff impact you? He was already aware of all that. I wasn't educating him on what was going on in the recruiting world. So if, if we're just now talking about it, picking up momentum imagine his inbox imagine what he's already dealt with so i again i think he's well equipped to deal with all of these changes yeah and, and john uh, of course being one of the guys that has been able to speak with dante during the course of his recruitment i have not been able to do that that's why john's one of the best in the business last note i have on dante before we go a little bit more big picture on on oregon and this recruiting impact with dillingham's departure i think it's crazy that you know oregon's with this uncertainty again in the 2023 class when you just consider the timeline, right, of the the spring and then throughout the summer, at one point they looked like they were almost in the driver's seat to, to land Nico Iamaleava. Obviously, the Polynesian connection with Marcus Mariota. He was wearing number eight on his his visit to Oregon, um, and you know those photo shoots were were you know pretty remarkable. Uh, but obviously, it takes more than a photo shoot to to earn a signature, as we all know. Uh, and then they were in very much involved with Jane Rashada. Uh, and then kind of faded off a little bit before his first commitment to Miami. We all know that he's now committed to the Florida Gators. Um, so there's just so much going on. And um, I feel like if if they were to have to get back into the quarterback market with where things are at timeline-wise with the early signing period, uh, it could get really, really complicated just in terms of which names are still available. Uh, you mainly have to be going after commits, I would think, at that point, should they have to find themselves in that situation. But – Enough on Dante Moore. Let's go more big picture, John. Uh, I think it's safe to say that we don't have to worry too much about Oregon's defensive commitments in this class, seeing that uh, Dillingham was an offensive coordinator. But how do you think this maybe impacts some of those other guys that Oregon has in the fold, You know, whether it be the skill position guys or maybe some of those O-linemen? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, well, look, these kids all talk to each other much more than we realize. I think that's important to note here. And even Dante himself, his role um, after he committed was to be that kind of class leader, right? It's something he's embraced as a senior in high school, but also as the future of of this Oregon quarterback room. So again, those relationships, I think, are worth bringing up and worth talking about because now you develop those through the entire college football season and and all these kids senior year of, of high school. So between that and visits um, and just kind of the normal flow of everything, you know, these guys are going to have a great relationship. So I think that's important to note um, in looking at this thing from Dante Moore on down. So from the skill positions perspective, it's, it's the same kind of deal. I, I do think you're loosely tied to coordinators at every skill position outside of quarterback, right? So obviously Dante and Dillingham, very tied from a recruiting standpoint. Elsewhere, you've got a great running backs coach in Carlos Lachlan. You've got a great receivers coach in Junior Adams, Adrian Clem on the O-line. These positional recruiters are all known as recruiters. Um, And I think that's really important in looking at the rest of that offensive commitment list. Yes, the scheme and system might be tweaked, uh, but depending on how it shakes out again, and I think all these commits will give Oregon the benefit of the doubt there, Things could look very similar schematically in 2023, which is, I think, I would assume that's probably the goal uh, for Dan Landing and company to try to make it a smooth transition um, after losing uh, out on a play caller like Dillingham. But all that takes time. So that's something that, again, I would assume all these kids are communicating uh with amongst themselves uh, down in the group chats or or whatever it may be. So I, I don't worry too much about Oregon right now losing prospects or having kids just kind of hit that knee jerk decommit uh, status. I I don't see it in that regard. Um, Also because look, Oregon, Oregon has shown through the transition from Mario Cristobal to Dan Lanning, this thing can still kind of go back to what we thought, right? We we can perception told us for, for the last 10 to 15 years that Oregon was this crazy offensive program. That's going to have a lot of speed, 
and a lot of playmaking at all these positions offensively in particular. And, and these transitions, several coaching staffs, not just the last one to this one, these transitions have proven that that stuff can hold up, even if the coaches change, even if the philosophies change. Uh, so I do think there's going to be a lot of benefit of the doubt with these verbal commitments. Obviously, the more coveted before they committed to Oregon, the more you, you have to at least keep an eye on. So Dante's the top of that conversation. Jerry on Dickey, probably right after him uh, in that regard. I still think Dante Dowdo is worth keeping an eye on. The in-state schools down in Mississippi are working hard on him, uh, as, as are some other schools in SEC country. So, I mean, those three I think you would probably keep the closest eye on, but that's also just the nature of this time of year, right? It's flip season for everyone. Oregon is trying to flip other recruits uh, committed elsewhere, and uh, other schools are still going to try to flip Oregon recruits. That would have been true even if Dillingham was was retained. Uh, so I do think that's a normal part of the process. It's just more of an emphasis point at this time. Yeah, I want to hit on Jurion real quick because I was able to hit the road and go check in with him last week uh, up in Northern California while I was home for uh, you know Thanksgiving holiday. Um, yeah, so right now he says you know he's still 100% committed to Oregon, but like you had mentioned, uh, that's not going to stop other schools from from reaching out. You know, a, a number of big time programs are still hitting him up: uh, Tennessee, Texas A&M, um, Penn State uh, are, are the three that he mentioned hearing from the most when I was talking to him. Um, and it was interesting how some of those big offers didn't come until he got that fifth star on, on most recruiting services. Um, and, you know, that's not something that's lost with him. Um, but I uh, just wanted to have that quick update on Jurion um, as we kind of wind down here on this short episode. But Oregon's class currently ranks number 12 on the SIL American team recruiting rankings. Uh, those were released at the beginning of the month. They've added two commitments since those rankings came out in uh, Janoris Wilson from Lakeland out, out your way in the Sunshine State. Uh, and then Johnny Bowens from the Tex from the state of Texas, uh, a big time trench talent that they're going to need to get that defense back on track. Uh, so, any kind of final thoughts here, John? You know, we talked about you know Dante Moore, Jerion Dickey. Wouldn't be surprised if just as a class we see some guys maybe take some visits uh, on sure. the offensive side of the ball. But but any final thoughts from you just on kind of where Oregon fans should should be at when it comes to the, the possible recruiting impact we could see? Look, this is it's going to be a fun finish, right? Oregon, as you mentioned, has already added a couple of trench prospects that were formerly committed to SEC programs. So that's what you want. You want to go against the big boys. And in recruiting, it kind of starts down in SEC country. So Oregon's going to have to continue to fight off those type of programs. But you've also got an opportunity to finish above a lot of them uh, when, when all is said and done. Um, and retention is obviously the more important point right now. Uh, when you think about holding on to to the uh, Dante Moores and Jerion Dickies and Dante Dowdles of the world, but now you've got a five man O line class. Um, you've got great skill position talent everywhere else. I do think there's still room on defense uh, to to add more prospects. Obviously, everyone's got their eyes on um, Mateo Iangalale, uh, some players like that, Caleb Presley, uh, some of these others. Um, so there's still room. Uh, for more improvement. And obviously they're, they're closing in on a top 10 class. We'll update those rankings on SI at the end of this week uh, as we turn the page to December. Uh, so everything's still trending up for the Ducks. Um, and again, not only is flip season just a part of the calendar, a part of being a great program is surviving coaching departures. I mean, you go look at the Georgias, the Bamas, the Ohio States, the Clemsons, they've all survived 
I mean, droves of coordinators moving on to become head coaches that they have to face. Um, so that's just a part of becoming a great program. So all those those kind of initial worries and oh my goodness moments will start to to wane as as Oregon um, steadies itself and becomes one of the more stable programs on the West coast. And it will just be a part of the conversation. Just like when you get a verbal commitment, you should get excited, but also understand that nothing is official until early signing day. And this year that's on December 21st. So we'll check back in around that time, but I do expect Oregon to be in contention for top 10 class and retain more commitments than not here the rest of the way, even on offense as, as these coaching carousel moves continue to get made. And another thing important to keep in mind, I think, for Duck fans is you're not losing your head coach here. So it's not like you're, you're you know, potentially facing an, an almost all-out implosion. Uh, it felt like after Mario Cristobal left, I couldn't write decommitment stories fast enough. Uh, but Dan Lenny did a really good job of closing and, and kind of revamping that class that had, had lost a tremendous amount of talent once he got hired at Oregon. Um, and then just the last point here, you know, you talk about the visits. Uh, and you no know, closing strong. Oregon is still expected to to bring in some pretty heavy hitters in the month of December. Uh, I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't be surprised rather if they bring in a bunch of commits, you know, uh, early on and kind of into mid December, because those, as we all know, are your best recruiters. Uh, you know, having peers around to to talk to some of these uncommitted guys or guys you're trying to flip. Uh, Dante Dowdell, I believe, the plan is still for him to take his official visit to Oregon in December. Uh, he's looking like an early signee, early enrollee guy as of right now, but we know Mississippi State. Uh, like you mentioned, is pushing, of course. But before we get you out of here, John, where can people find more of you and, and your work? Yeah, come talk ball with me on Twitter at any time. John Garcia underscore JR on, on that platform. And of course, SI.com slash college. Like I said, we're going to update these class rankings. And and then it's all about the countdown to signing day. So a lot of, of content on the way over the next few weeks. Uh, be sure to check it out. All right. Well, thank you for the time, John. If you guys want to find more of me, you can follow me on Twitter at mtaurus sports. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. You can find my written content on ducksdigest.com. And then do me a favor and share the Ducks Dish podcast. We're trying to grow this community and keep this thing humming. Uh, share it with your friends, your family, other Duck fans. You know the drill. Uh, a huge thank you to John for hopping on. And we will catch you guys in the next episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.